The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I greet you on a snowy Friday digging out. Central Ohio is from high winds and additional snow. It's a beautiful landscape out there unless you have to drive in it, which I chose not to try to do today. We will do the Bruce Hooley Show on this Friday again remotely. So if it sounds a bit different to you, that's uh, some of the technological limitations of doing the show remotely, but uh, important to be able to interact with you and to discuss the news events of the day. And at the top of that list of news events today is the withdrawal from the U.S. Senate race on the Republican side in the state of Ohio of Cleveland businessman Bernie Moreno. Last night, uh, around 9 o'clock, I got a text from a friend notifying me about Bernie's withdrawal from the race. Uh, I am surprised, although when we discussed the race yesterday, and I shared with you the polling from the Josh Mandel uh, poll, uh, the poll taken by people who work with Josh Mandel that have Mandel on top, 28%, 22% undecided. And then elsewhere in the poll, Mike Gibbons, J.D. Vance, uh, Gibbons at 17, Vance at 13, Jane Timken at 9, Moreno at 6 one spot ahead of Matt Dolan at 5%. When I saw that poll, again, you uh, have to know that Mandel campaign puts it out because it makes Mandel look good. They're not going to put out a poll that makes him look bad. But Moreno being next to last, I was somewhat surprised at that because Bernie Moreno has spent pretty heavily on television since early December. Uh, typically, television ads move the needle for you, and it's pretty clear if the Mandel poll is accurate and accurate. I don't mean that it's not accurate. I'm sure the numbers they reported are accurate. I mean, it could be accurate numbers, but still not an accurate portrayal of the entire Ohio voting electorate. That is possible. It could be a flawed poll. It could be a poll that was taken of people who are predisposed to vote for Mandel in order to release it as campaign material to make the campaign look good. That's not an inherent suspicion of Josh Mandel that I have. That's an inherent suspicion I have of any poll released by any political campaign. No political campaign is going to release a poll that makes its candidate look bad. They might do the poll, and if the results come back in such a way that doesn't flatter their candidate, we're never going to hear about it. When we hear about it, it's always going to make their candidate look good. But you could sample, like if you were going to do a Joe Blystone poll for governor, I'd poll a 1,000 likely voters in rural western Ohio. And I bet if I did that, Joe Blystone would score a whole lot better than if I did a poll for governor in inner city Columbus. Because Joe Blystone's people are the rural people. That's where you see the Joe Blystone sign. So that's what I mean when I talk about polling and Viewing it for what it is, not mistaking it for what it may not be. The upshot of all this is Moreno was next to last. And I was surprised by that because he has spent 
on a lot of television advertising for the last two months. And he's clearly decided that at this stage, with, what, 90 days until the primary? We have February, March, April, early May. Yeah, about 90 days. Uh, this is not a winnable race for him. And so he's bowing out. And he says he's bowing out after having a meeting with Donald Trump. That took place yesterday afternoon to discuss the race. Here's the comment from uh, Bernie Moreno via a statement. I asked for a private meeting with President Trump this afternoon to discuss the state of Ohio Senate race. I'm a businessman, not a politician. Business leaders recognize patterns before they happen. After talking to President Trump, we both agreed this race has too many Trump candidates and could cost the MAGA movement a conservative seat. So this race on the Republican side, among what were the six major candidates, contains five Trump candidates, five candidates who want to align themselves and would be thrilled with Donald Trump's endorsement. He has not given an endorsement. Everybody has been desirous of Donald Trump's endorsement on the Republican side of the ticket. Matt Dolan even would not turn it down, although Matt Dolan is never going to get it and is the least Trumpy candidate that the Republicans who vote in the primary will have to pick from. Jane Timken, former head of the Republican Party, she trumpets herself. Sorry, bad pun, unintentional. She labels herself a Trump conservative. She has highlighted anything she's done in politics that have aligned her with Donald Trump, her stewardship of the Ohio Republican Party, those kinds of things. J.D. Vance, even though he was a never-Trumper, has said what most politicians never say, and no leftist ever says, I was wrong to be suspicious of Donald Trump. His policies are the kind of policies I would enact as senator. So J.D. Vance would love to have Donald Trump's endorsement. I think actually if J.D. Vance got Donald Trump's endorsement, he'd be a pretty tough force to beat in the Senate race. Josh Mandel is the most like Donald Trump in that he's a guy who barks and bites back. And he's a guy who says flat out the election was stolen. Mike Gibbons, the Cleveland banker slash businessman, he's a big proponent of Donald Trump. So they, Bernie Moreno's right, there are a bunch of guys, because he was one of them too, who wanted Donald Trump's endorsement and did not try to separate himself in any way, shape, or form from Donald Trump. So I don't know that I don't know that I buy into the fact that because there are so many Trump candidates, if another Trump candidate, Moreno, stays in the race, it's going to imperil the chance of a Trump candidate winning. Because eventually we're going to boil it down to one candidate. Matt Dolan is the only non-Trump candidate. He's not running strong enough in the polls. He's last. He's behind Moreno. He's not running strong enough in the polls on the Republican side to gain from Bernie Moreno dropping out or to, because Bernie Moreno is next to last, Dolan's not going to win because, oh, Bernie Moreno's in the race, and if Bernie Moreno had been out of the race, Matt Dolan wouldn't have gotten the percentage of votes that he got, and he thus wouldn't have been elected as the Republican nominee. Matt Dolan, I don't think – Matt Dolan has a lot of ground to make up.
put it that way. He's got a lot of ground to make up. I'm sure he's got an advertising push coming. His family's very wealthy. Matt Dolan's been a state senator for a long time. He understands politics. He has carved out a unique lane in this race for himself. He is the only candidate who's more run to the middle. If you're a Rob Portman person because you love Rob Portman's politics, because you love a guy who's going to join with Joe Biden on the infrastructure bill, Matt Dolan's probably your guy. Matt Dolan's probably your guy because Matt Dolan is not. If you love Josh Mandel, I don't see how you can love Josh Mandel and love Matt Dolan. If you love Jane Timken, if you love J.D. Vance, they're all saying, Vance, Timken, Mandel, Gibbons, all saying much different things than Matt Dolan. If you were at our Republican leadership forum, October the 26th at Genoa, moderated by Hugh Hewitt, if you were at that forum, Matt Dolan was the one guy that night who elicited, I don't know if I'd say booze, but murmurs from the crowd. One of the questions that Hugh and Aaron Baer of Center of Christian Virtue asked, do you agree with the infrastructure bill? Five candidates, no. One candidate, yes. Matt Dolan's the candidate. Matt Dolan's a co-sponsor of the Equality Act in the state of Ohio, which would install LGBTQ plus as a protected class. There's no way under the sun that Vance, Timken, Mandel, or Gibbons are going to not only say, yeah, I'd vote for that, but sponsor it, which Matt Dolan has done. So Matt Dolan has carved out his own lane in this. But I don't agree with the perception that the Marino statement is giving in that if Bernie stayed in the race, it could lead to a non-Trump candidate winning because he might have met Tim Ryan, screaming Tim Ryan, who's only running for Senate because he's term limited and can't run for Congress. Again, his grift is up on the Congress side. It's eventually going to be Republican against Democrat, and there's going to be, even if it's Matt Dolan, let's say if it's Matt Dolan, there's going to still be a giant chasm between Matt Dolan's position on economic issues, border issues, abortion, things like that. There's still going to be a giant chasm between Tim Ryan and Matt Dolan such that I can't imagine there's going to be a bunch of crossover Republicans that go vote for Tim Ryan. You're a Democrat in the state of Ohio. You've got a losing hand dealt to you because this is a Republican state. Look at the General Assembly. It's loaded with Republicans. and The Democrats are so mad about it, they're trying to game the system on redistricting. Doesn't bother them that New York is stacking it for Democrats. Doesn't bother it that Illinois is stacking it for Democrats. Bothers them that Ohio is doing what those states are doing because Ohio, of course, is advantaging Republicans. So Moreno's out, and I'll give you my personal thoughts on Moreno and what it says about our system, that he is still next to last after spending a lot of money on TV in December and in January, next on The Bruce Hooley Show. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer, remote again today. Uh, A little uh, personal story last night about the snow. Uh, I went out last night to get some firewood, wanted to build a fire, and walked around, you know, go to my wood pile, walked across the front of my driveway, walked to my front door, put it outside my front door, and made a lot of footprints while doing that. It was about 9 o'clock at night. And I thought, well, this will be a good gauge. By tomorrow morning, we'll see. Uh, Are the footprints still there? Are they gone? They're gone. So I know the wind was blowing in the night because it filled in all my footprints, looked like nobody was out there. 
So that's probably why all of our road crews are still busy. Uh, storm is supposed to be ending. The ice, the snow coming to an end. I haven't bothered to, ply, uh, to plow my long driveway yet, but I will uh, after this ends because, you know, what's the point in doing it three, four, five times? Eventually you realize uh, if you do it while it's still snowing and while it's still blowing, it's a losing battle. And nobody wants to be engaged in a losing battle. And that's probably why Bernie Moreno last night, the Cleveland businessman, dropped out of the U.S. Senate race in the state of Ohio. I'm sad to see that. I have not given a personal endorsement in the U.S. Senate race. I, I may. I may not. I've talked pretty candidly with you about what I think of the candidates and what I think of their positions. I promise you I will vote for a Republican. And I promise you there's no way in the world I will ever endorse Tim Ryan or Morgan Harper or anybody who is uh, pro-death for children in the world. So it's not a mystery who I'll support in the general. It's perhaps a mystery to you who I will support in the primary. And it should be a mystery to you because at this point in time, I don't know. Because at this point in time, 15 hours ago, if you were a confidant, who I'm sure would not have said what I was uh, thinking in a public forum, I would have told you as a confidant that I was going to vote for Bernie Moreno. I think Bernie Moreno kind of candidates are what we need to fix our country. I do not want any more career politicians. I do not want any more Sherrod Browns or Tim Ryans or Joyce Beatty's or, honestly, Mitch McConnell's, Lindsey Graham's. I don't want people who make politics their profession. Because politics should not be a profession. Serving others is what politics should be about. And politics should be a destination for those who have lived and excelled at the American system of life. They need to be business creators. They need to be achievers. They need to be people who have tried and failed and rebounded. They need to be thinkers. They need to be problem solvers. And that's what Bernie Moreno is. If you know Bernie Moreno's story, he's a, an immigrant from Colombia, became an American citizen, built several extremely successful businesses. We have in our country now this attitude that if you are wealthy, you must be demonized because you are have you have done something wrong or benefited from a system that is wrong for you to reach the upper echelons of financial uh, achievement. I could not disagree with that perspective more vehemently. That is an avenue open only to anyone in the United States of America. It is not possible for that to happen in any country in Europe. It is not possible for that to happen in any country in Asia or South America or anywhere in the world except here. The Bernie Moreno story is the story of someone who took their own best ideas, their own ingenuity, their own dedication, and achieved at a high level such that they reached a point in their life where they could then, then take their ideas apply them to societal problems 
and serve the people around them by solving those problems as a representative of those people in Washington, D.C. That is what we need. That is what we need. We don't need any more people like Tim Ryan who are running for office as a senator because they no longer can run as a congressman because they've served as long as they're legally allowable to serve. That is the exact opposite of what we need. So as I survey the field of candidates on the Senate side, Mike Gibbons fits that kind of profile. J.D. Vance fits that kind of profile. Jane Timken fits that kind of profile. And I could even argue that Josh Mandel fits that kind of profile, as does. I'm not sure Matt Dolan does, but I'm not saying he doesn't. That is why I would have supported Bernie Moreno. I found him refreshing. I like people who are running for a job they don't need because they want to serve. I am inherently suspicious of people who are running for a job because it's the next big job in the same kind of lane where they are blocked from continuing the grift they have already been profiting from. So I'm sad to see Bernie Moreno drop out of the race. I'm very surprised the state of Ohio did not warm to his message. And this troubles me because if his story does not resonate with voters, then I am out of the mainstream of what people embrace politically. And I think you guys know from listening to my show, I'm pretty certain what I believe, why I believe it. I'm a big believer in American exceptionalism. I treasure our country's founding and the divine inspiration that our founders received from God to give us the greatest country in the world. And I don't know where Bernie Moreno stands on matters of faith. I I can vote for people who don't share the exact same position that I share from a faith perspective. Bernie Moreno may, may not. It's not a, it's not a deal breaker for me. The way a politician demonstrates their faith to me is that they understand that life begins at conception. From there, we'll go on to political issues. But I'm sad to see him drop out of the race because he would have gotten my support. Uh, I'm sure he'll do something great. I wish he had, all along, I wish he had run for governor. And we will have more on the governor's race and the polling in that regard next on The Bruce Hooley Show. 